0: Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done, but don't worry because our friends at CBD MD have exactly what you need to help you unwind and sleep harder. Sleep PM bath salts fuse superior CBD and with a mixture of Epsom Sea, D- and Himalaya salts to turn any bathtub into a luxury spa experience and give you the relaxation you desperately deserve. Now go to, CBDMD.com with the promo code MBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. It is locked on, Jazz, for the 17th of March. The Jazz looked like the Jazz again in a really interesting performance. Against the Boston Celtics. We'll break it down. Rudy's dominating defense. The three-point shots. The fortunate shooting going our way for a night. We'll break it all down in an interesting ball game against the Celtics. It's coming up on Locked on Jazz. how bum 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 How are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. giving you insight expertise, geeky numbers, and making it way better, hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan, each and every day. Jazz win, Jazz win. Jazz looked good last night. A 117-109 win over the Boston Celtics. A lot of different aspects to this ball game, Uh, but it, to me, was the model of the game in which you have to of how the jazz have to win ball games that's that's the take to me we'll talk about it uh continuing uh throughout throughout this episode that's kind of my theme uh today on this is that that that's if we're going to win that's what we're going to do let's we'll look at some of the late game stuff um and, and the rest but the, that was a pretty darn uh impressive uh performance by the jazz last night there there's you know let's um there's two sides to everything like our defensive rating was still a 115 it was our 26 best defensive performance of the year we haven't really um we haven't cracked that code yet we're like not back at our elite level defense we haven't been for a little while but the offense was pretty good solid game we made a ton of shots we had great shot um distribution in that game uh, l- let me explain why i say that that's a this is how we have to win games because if, if we get into a late game slugfest with like the elite teams trying to play one-on-one, you know, a lot of discussion after the game about hero ball from Ben Anderson's question to Donovan, is I, I'm not sure that that's where we win. But you look at that box score last night and you've got 16 shots for Donovan plus seven trips to the line, 16 for Clarkson. You got 12 for Conley. Two trips to the line. Nine for Boyan. Nine for Ingles. Six for Rudy. With seven trips to the line. You've got six guys in double figures. Two other guys with six. Like the balance last night. You had, this is the essence of us at our best. You had seven guys take at least three threes. Six guys take at least four threes. Five guys take at least five threes. That's when we're really good. Last night, forty-three of our eighty shots were threes. That's that's the way this team has to play. That that kind of closed to the ball game. Look at the final five minutes of the game. We're really struggling. Gobert comes in at the five hundred two mark. Conley comes in at the four hundred ten mark. Kind of saves the day. So we've missed, Clarkson's missed a three, Donovan's missed a three, Boyan's missed a three, Clarkson misses the dunk. It felt like you were going to lose at that point. That Tatum hits the, in the other you feel like you're in trouble. It's 98-97, 4 left. Clarkson just missed the dunk. Tatum gets the run out. It feels pretty awful at that moment. We, we come out on the next play. Conley's now in for Clarkson. We're going to walk through some of this together. I, I really thought, and now Donovan's playing the high pick and roll with Rudy. And he just is just gutsy and makes the shot like that one. There's nothing too complicated about it. The shot clock. They they've moved the ball around. The possession doesn't pan out. There's 11 on the clock. Donovan calls for the pick for Rudy. Gets gets free on the mismatch. But they had they had created kind of they had, they had moved the ball around a little bit. Conley had start had initiated that possession and, and got it started right at the at the right moment there. Uh, to to kind of create what you needed, and and then you have so that's a, a you know they're still playing the right kind of style of game, um. And sorry, I'm trying to turn the latest on to first, and there we uh, ah. That's why, I was in the end of the f- first quarter, which was was seemed very mundane, um. So that puts us back up for, I mean that's just getting into make or miss league. And then we play, and we shoot in the... Again, this is what we did to Boston last time. We shoot in the first seven seconds of the shot clock. Conley hits a, as, hits a three-pointer off a Donovan give, off a Donovan rebound. We're early in the shot clock. Seven seconds into that shot clock. Go down the other way. They score. Now we have to play out of a set offense. We miss the pull-up three. 17 seconds into the shot clock. They go down and score again. Uh, And we... We actually get flustered on this next possession. We don't play well. Donovan backs up. He's trying to go too fast. Rudy has to set a pick. It's an offensive foul on Rudy. And we're at a 104-101 game. We we get an offensive foul on Williams for a moving pick. Uh, Then we come down 10 seconds in. We actually play the possession perfectly. 10 seconds into the shot clock. Conley penetrates. Kicks it out. Bogdanovich open three. Misses. Like, that's good basketball. Next time down, Donovan... Walks into just a ridiculous pull up, gutsy three for his 19th point of the game that pretty much seals it 107, 101. But if you kind of look at this stretch here, it's not perfect, but it's got a Conley shot, it's got a Bogdanovich shot, it's got a Donovan shot, it's got two Donovan shots. That's better distribution. We're taking the three still, moving the ball playing the way we need to. When, when the clutch this year, we have been so Donovan dominant, except for in the two games against Boston, which is the two games we've been at our best late in games. But otherwise, when we're in the clutch this year, it's been so one-sided of what we're trying to do, it has not been successful. Last night was much better. The defense last night was absolutely ridiculous by Rudy late. Jason Tatum... Just time and time penetrating and not wanting to take the shot. Like, it's amazing. But back to where I was before I interrupted myself. Don, our shot attempts in the clutch this year Donovan 38, Bogdanovich 14, Conley 9, Rudy 9. Like, last night was a, it's still two to one for Donovan, but it's a little better. Donovan shooting 32% in the clutch, 28% from three. Boyan shooting 29% from all of his shots in the in the clutch have been threes. He's four of 14. That's the only thing he's done. Conley's 44%. Rudy, obviously very high percentage. So we just, you know, if we can move it and keep it bouncing and not get stagnant late and not let Marcus Smart dig into Donovan, we're so much better. The other part of the clutch part of last night's game is just the incredible defense by the jazz. So, Boston, we talked about all night long on the radio broadcast, which I hope you listen to, because then you weren't listening to Marv Albert and Chris Weber, is Boston is a not particularly good half-court offensive team. So Boston is a team that is going to be able to play a a, a transition game, but not a half-court game. 3.36 left, Jazz by four. Kemba Walker off a, a Jalen Brown pick. Bogdanovich switches, so they get what they want. They wanted Bogdanovich guarding Kemba. Kemba drives, and Rudy takes a right-foot jab step toward Kemba with a hand out. Bogdanovich defends this pretty well. Jazz are hugging the shoes. Kemba now is off balance, can't really figure out what he's going to do. He can't get the shot off because Rudy's there. Robert Williams is waiting in the post. Rudy forces Kemba to give it up. Robert Williams has to take a five-foot floater on the right side, he misses the shot. Rebound gets tapped out. Donovan has it out of this, and now the Jazz are pushing forward into their early offense. That's There's not a part of that box score. There's nothing in that that says anything at all about Rudy Gobert, but the play is made because Rudy takes that step toward Robert Williams and makes that, makes that play. The bigger part about that is that... Or toward Kemba Walker. The better part about it, about that is that that is now Robert Williams is shooting. Like that's that's what we want. We don't want Jason Tatum shooting, so he misses the five footer. Let's go to the next play. Three oh four left. Jazz have just converted. There's eleven on the shot clock. Jazz are up seven. Williams and Tatum run a pick and roll. Tatum sees Gobert, gives it up. This is the second time in this possession he's given it up already. Goes to the left side to Marcus Smart for a three, which is a low-percentage shot. Smart actually is able to get his own rebound. And Williams puts it back up. And Ingus Donovan didn't screen out the shooter in the old school, high school element of things. But again, Jason Tatum giving up the basketball. Why? Because Rudy Gobert is in the middle. Again, doesn't show like the per se value of Rudy Other than now, Marcus. So, in two key fourth quarter possessions, you now have Robert Williams missing a four footer, and you have Marcus Smart missing a three. With 152 left, you have Mark Williams committing an offensive foul. And now we go back again. Jason Tatum drives 104, 101, three point game, 124 left. They isolate Tatum on the right side on Royce O'Neal. He drives in the lane. Rudy comes over. Bogdanovich does a nice job sliding down on Williams. That pass is not available because of Rudy. Tatum takes a big step through the lane, has to throw it back out. Marcus Donovan does a great job cross-Xing out to Jalen Brown, leaving Marcus Smart open. Nice. Bogdanovich comes out of the post, flies at Smart, force him to take a dribble to his left, and he misses the three. It's a great defensive possession. It's super work by Bogdanovich late. It's a great read by Donovan to take away the the passing route to Jalen Brown and force Marcus Smart to be the one who shoots it. And bo- Boyan with a really aggressive high-flying closeout. And what do you get but a Marcus Smart miss? But it all stems back to Rudy in the middle. It's pretty impressive. All right, there's a bo- bunch of other aspects to this ballgame that uh, we'll talk about. Uh, Locked on is doing locker rooms. That's right. Live audio only spoken sports talk platform. You can download the Locked On app. I am not doing it. Ben Dowsett is actually doing some pretty good things on Locker Room uh, right now if you want to grab those. I am not... Uh I'm not in lockroom room, but a lot of our audience is. A lot of our lock our shows are our locked on NBA crew is. It's a free audio only social media platform for sports fans. You can start join the ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to big news and rumors and all the fun stuff, and interact. All you need to do is download the lockroom room app free in the iOS App Store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group you want to join. We'll, they'll be live in Locker room. So go grab the Locker room app and join your. Locked on friends. Built bar brackets continue. What's the latest on the built bar brackets for the bracket madness? Best bar you can find. Today's vote at builtbar.com pages slash brackets. Today's matchup, peanut butter versus coconut puff. I gotta go coconut puff with my vote. I'm going coconut because I can't. I'm just gonna I'm gonna push it. Yesterday, cookies and cream and Advanced already, coconut almond moves past peanut butter brownie into the enticing eight. The coconut flavors are always a big win. The winner of mint brown, coconut puff, and peanut butter will play mint brownie as we are moving into the enticing eight of the built bar brackets. Go to builtbar.com, get the best tasting protein bar you can get anywhere. Candy bar, protein bar, hard to tell. Promo code locked on 15 will get you 15% off. That's locked on 15 for your promo code, we will get you 15% off. Locked on today's your daily podcast. 20 minutes of all the sports news you need to know in one setting. It's absolutely awesome. So make sure you go and grab it. It's locked on today's so Follow it on iTunes or on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and add it to your list of programming. All right, so last... So a few other interesting aspects of yesterday's game. I, I want to give a shout out. I thought there was, a, I know this sounds crazy, but I thought there was a, a singular play that changed the game. The Jazz are down 18-10 to 10 and are not a most confident group and look pretty awful. Uh, had not scored, we're down 16-5. to 5. Their offense had gone cold early. We had not scored since we scored our fifth point at the 9:39 mark, and then we did not score our seventh point till the five-minute mark. We so went four minutes when Favors got a ball from Mitchell uh, for a layup to, to cut the 16 to five deficit down. It's 18 to 10. Joe's just hit a three, and Donovan gets a steal on a bad pass from Jalen Brown, misses the layup because Jalen Brown makes an amazing play to come back for the ball. And blocks the shot. Favors runs the floor. Grabs the rebound. Kicks out to Ingles for three. And it's 18-13. Timeout Celtics. And it felt like that got us rolling a little bit. By the end of the quarter, we're down by two. And we're kind of back into the ballgame after another slow start. I thought that was just a really great play last night by Derek Favors. And I thought it was a little bit of a testament to just, these guys are pros, right? Like, Derek did not have a good game in Oakland, and, I, you know, he's got pride, so he comes back and has a really good game. The other one I thought was worth mentioning was the way Quinn opened the third quarter. So we get to halftime, and Bogdanovich is having a bad game. And he had a bad game in San Francisco also. And, you know, like, frankly you know, fans can get upset and this and that. Quinn Snyder's job is like, how do I get something out of Boyan Bogdanovich? Because we're good if Boyan's a part of this. So at halftime, Boyan's 0 for 1, three turnovers, and just looks out of sorts. And the Jazz come out and open up the quarter with a, seven, a post up for Boyan where he gets Kemba switched on and he scores. The next play they run the exact same play and Boyan dishes it out to Royce O'Neal for a three. And then the Jazz run the exact same play again and it ends up being, Boyan frees himself, ends up with a three and he misses it. But three straight plays and they gave Boyan a technical free throw in the middle there on an illegal defense. Oh, actually that's what happened the third time they get an illegal defense. So they run it three straight plays. Not only do they end up getting six points out of two possessions because the technical free throw doesn't count as a possession, but Quinn gets Boyan rolling again. Like that's great coaching. That's why these guys love Quinn and are willing to go to the mat for Quinn and do whatever they can for him. Because that's just great, great coaching. Like you're struggling, and I'm not burying you. I'm doing the opposite. I'm going to you. That's pretty awesome. Quarter by quarter stuff was interesting. So, opening quarter, our offensive rating was an 80. Just, we do not start games well. Second quarter, our offensive rating, both teams were incredible, was a 154. A 154 against Boston's pretty good defensive team. Third quarter, we slow back down to a 109. And then fourth quarter, we were amazing at a 150, 148. Really incredible. The nine minutes Rudy was on the floor, we were 168. The four minutes Joe was on the floor, we were over two points of possession. Same thing with Niang. The, the, the lineup numbers last night are pretty interesting. In, And the Jazz, I think, made a subtle little... Rotation change in the second half. Uh, one of the listeners on postcast bring it up, brought it up. So I tried to look and see what was different. And so the first thing the Jazz did is they ran Boyan a little longer the third quarter than they did in the first because he was struggling. So that was the other change. And then they, I think they might have altered Royce O'Neal's minutes ever so slightly to avoid the lineup that so we talked about yesterday in the program of Donovan playing with Royce and Jordan Clarkson. That grouping scuffles a little bit. And they played last yesterday for a little while and it actually kind of turned out okay. It was plus two in the first half where it, it worked out for them. Um, and then in the third quarter... In the second quarter, it didn't work out. They were minus two. They just didn't get any stops. That grouping did not play together again in the ballgame. So Donovan Royce and Jordan, which we talked about on the show yesterday, as being a pretty dramatic negative, wasn't great, particularly defensively in the second quarter. And in the third and fourth quarter, they didn't play together. It was a subtle little shortening of Royce's minutes at the beginning of the third, he he was the first sub out with Joe coming in. Now that might have also though been because Royce got four fouls, and it might have been unintentional. Hard to tell. Royce did get four fouls at at um, at that point, and so he had to go out at the eight twenty eight mark. You know they didn't bring him back until a certain point. Maybe the lines were just working. I I you know who knows. Um, Joe Ingles played two really long stretches yesterday. Um, in his 26 minutes, he was again fabulous. he is just continues to be great uh and has been and has been he had 14 points he was plus 13 um yesterday. Uh, you know Joe Joe does not match Rudy a lot and does not except for in those middle those middle minutes of the game and that lineup is just potent when Rudy and Joe and it's actually Mike Conley, the three of them are on the floor together. It's usually with uh, Niang and Clarkson, and the Jazz are just—they're just really, really good uh, in those moments. When when Joe is on the floor with Rudy, and that's one of the best pick and roll combinations in the league. We're plus seventeen this year. 98th percentile offensively, 91st percentile defensively. When you put Mike Conley in, and now you have Rudy with his two best pick and roll combinations, we're plus 15 again. Same you know, element of numbers. Our offense is really unstoppable. And that's most of the time. Like uh, When Joe and Rudy are together this year, they've played a combined 1,255 possessions. Half of those are with Conley. That's when we're at our best, when Joe, Mike, and Rudy are on the floor or when just Joe and Rudy are on the floor. When Mike and Rudy are on the floor, which is not as many, uh, which has been done for 17, we're plus 15. I mean, those are our best kind of... Mike and Rudy together, Joe and Rudy together, those are our best pick and roll combinations. They're two of the top 10 pick and roll combinations in the league. That's when we're at our best. The defensive numbers yesterday... When Rudy was on the floor for the night, we were a 114.5. When Rudy was on the floor, we were a 109. When Faves was, well, I don't like putting on Faves. When Rudy was off the floor, we were 122. I mean, that's Clarkson, Yang. It's a lot of guys. It's not just Faves. I hate the way that comes out, but it's more of a testament just of this is the, the ongoing conversation of how incredibly dominant Rudy is. Boyan, Royce, and Donovan all had really good um, defensive numbers. Yesterday as well. The Jazz torched Daniel Tice yesterday. I don't. It was kind of subtle. But it was interesting because Daniel Tice was the one who was going to cause the Jazz problems by stretching the floor. And they exploited him so badly defensively that they closed with Robert Williams last night. Who was a much better defensive player for the Celtics in that game uh, than he was for the Jazz. One other interesting note last night. The Celtics took 27 shots when Rudy was the closest defender. I think that's the high of the season. Tip of the hat to Royce O'Neal last night. Uh, They were only 5 of 15 when Royce was defending last night. Um, He was was really good on a bunch of different matchups in the ballgame last night. Probably the the most um, talked about. uh, Let me see if I can just find it for you. Uh, I thought, you know, and maybe playing a few less minutes was good. But Jason Tatum last night... One for five when defended by Royce, and maybe maybe Royce playing a few f- less minutes was better. Uh, last night. I thought that the Jazz were really that was when they were really good. Jason Tatum two of six when defended by Rudy Gobert. Daniel Tice was five of six. Jalen Brown was actually four of six. Kemba two of five when he got that switch. When we saw it again, they all want to they all want to make that switch. It never seems to work, right? They do they do it every night. Um, Donovan, interestingly, they kept putting Marcus Smart on him. Donovan did not have a problem with Marcus Smart last year. He was four of eight. This year, he was two of two. Donovan had more trouble with Jalen Brown. Longer, more athletic. Uh, he was one of five when guarded by, uh, by Jalen Brown. He was, he's now five or six of 10 in the last two years when guarded by Marcus Smart. So that does not seem to be a, a massive problem, uh, for him. All right, Quinn Snyder Wednesday coming up. We'll get some of Quinn's best quotes of the week coming up for you uh, today. Locked On Today is your new podcast uh, brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus and grab Locked On Bets. Excuse me, I always screw that up. Locked On Bets is your podcast that you want to grab. It's your daily podcast in the gambling world, 15 minutes or so, the two or three, four biggest podcasts Lines of the day you want to play, led by Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports, hosted by your boy Q, and it's all bet- brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LockedOn get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Today's show is also brought to you by InterCap Lending. Steve Carter and the crew over there just do amazing work. Uh, I love getting the reviews back from everybody about Steve Carter, and, and I, um, you know, I, I, I wonder sometimes like, are they surprised and? The answer is yes, because Steve Carter takes customer service to such an amazing level that you actually have to be surprised. That's that's the coolest part about um, him. Brad sent me a uh, note. Yesterday, it said, believe everything good you hear about Steve Carter. He helped us through a weird, ruggy finance issue like it was nothing. He always responded back within minutes, even in the evening when most folks are in bed. I couldn't be happier. We made even had a few jokes about points gained and screen assists, but all good things. Um, So thank you to Brad. Thank you, more importantly, to Steve Carter, who continues to just do Amazing, amazing work. Uh, I got an email also from Dan. I thought I'd give you a shout-out for a sponsor. Yours unlocked on Jazz, Steve Carter. I need to move quickly on an offer on a house. I contacted Steve on February 14th, Valentine's Day, the day before President's Day. See if he could help. Fully expecting a call back Tuesday. Received an email right back, provided him with what he needed by 10:30 at night Sunday. So if you need Steve Carter. You can go ahead and email me. I'll just introduce you guys. That's the best way to do it. Dlock09 at gmail.com. If you don't want to deal with me, which I would understand, you can actually call Steve directly. It's Intercap Lending. It's Steve Carter. He's our own personal loan officer. Intercap Lending, NMLS number 190465. His direct line is 385 That's Intercap Lending. This episode is also sponsored by Blue Chew, making waves, bringing more confidence to you in the bedroom. Blue Chew is a unique online service, delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets combat all forms of ED and can help men gain extra confidence when it's time to perform. Blue Chew is an online prescription service so no awkward visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at a pharmacy. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com. Consult with one of the licensed medical providers. And once you're approved, you receive a prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. No problems swallowing. You have problems swallowing pills? No problems here because you're chewing the BlueChew of BlueChew. Visit BlueChew.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first month for free. And you'll thank us later. Locked On is your promo code. Every Wednesday, I try to give you the best of Quinn Snyder from the week. He's always so interesting, always with such uh, great insight. So let's run through some of the best of Quinn Snyder this week. Before the Warriors game, Quinn and I had an interesting conversation about the three-point shooting evolution. Here's part of that.
1: Well, I think one of the first things is you have so many more players on the court shooting those shots, So, and particularly with you know, centers that take it, whether it be a Porzingis or Jokic. It, you have centers. DeAndre Ayton takes it. Um, really, every team, uh, not every team, Carl Anthony Towns takes it. You have a lot of bigs that are shooting it. Vucevic, of course, is taking it. Um, and I think in some respects it it, it sh- tells us, you know, how important it is for us to continue to be aggressive because Rudy's obviously not taking them. And Rudy helps us generate them. Um, but, again, the, the league itself – Um, The players, uh, I I think coaches, everybody recognizes that shot is an efficient shot.
0: If you think of what Steph Curry's done for this league, that was only five, six, seven, eight years ago. That player that grew up as Steph as their favorite player hasn't even made the league yet. Do you think there's even another step here in the future in regards to this whole, what I would call Steph Curry, Dame Lillard generation of three-point shooters that's going to enter the league?
1: I think what you'll see is guys continuing to shoot that shot from deeper on the floor, and th- there was no better example of that than, than the All-Star game when you have, um, you know, Steph and Damian Lillard in particular, um, even on the final play. Steph's pointing like the game's over because he's watching Dame come across half court, and he knows he's going to shoot it. So uh, Trey Young's a good example. Um, Doncic, you know, his step back. Uh, on the left side of the floor those are deep shots and I think we'll continue to see players that you know are more and more confident and coaches and teammates that are more and more comfortable I think that's a big part of it you know when a player takes a shot you know how do we define what a good shot is you know we're used to seeing Steph do that from that deep Um, and again those those guys shoot it so well
0: And I did want to end the show today on on probably a sadder note uh, after a good win, but on important things in life. Um, Doug Burrell passed. Uh, I haven't said a lot about it. I I always get almost feeling comfortable on these things when I have this uh, kind of spot as a spokesperson. Like Mark McCowan and Doug Burrell were like, you know, best friends. Alex Jensen and Doug Burrell were, were best friends. Ron Boone's known Doug Burrell... I, I thought Doug Bro was fabulous. Enjoyed him. Uh, almost fell off my bike driving down Park or biking down Park City Main Street last summer when he, I saw he and his family out of nowhere on, on the side of the road and I was coming down my mountain bike fast on Main Street and just saw him. And like, Doug's the kind of guy you see him and, and I knew he wasn't in good health, but like, even if that wasn't the case, Doug's the kind of guy you see, you, you actually just stop. Like you got to get a little piece of that energy from him. He's He was always so happy and in, 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 a, in a good mood and fun to be around. Um, and... And so I didn't. I haven't said a lot about this be, because one, I I have a terrible characteristic of blocking out anything bad that ever happens in my life, and I never, like, I just don't deal with it. So this would count. Um, and also, I just felt like there were other people that knew Doug so much better, like Bowler's closer to Doug than I was, and um, it, it almost I didn't want to seemed inappropriate. Um, and, and I'm not good at it, as you can tell right now. I, I thought Quinn had some some great comments. So the point of this was again, I just jack this up like um like i uh, was trying not to uh and that is that like i just thought other people could express it better than me and it should be about that doug and their and their connection to doug and and i guess my feelings my bullhorn's too big on that one it, it would sound like i was grandstanding a little bit and i certainly didn't want to do that so uh i'm still not trying to do that but i'm screwing this up well enough that it feels like i am so anyway here is what quinn said about doug we we can miss Doug the jazz have done a really nice thing where they have pictures of him as you walk into the arena now as just a constant reminder he, this is a deep part of our organization you know he never hit a jumper um, you know he never made a game assist but I mean, he allowed people to be on the floor he allowed people to perform um, it's a loss for the organization frankly in the sense of success for the future like he was a really super important part of these players success and um, uh, as Quinn talks about both as a in his job as a as a Massage therapist. His job, frankly, was a listener. Like the amount of things that are said on the massage table that that you know he just kept in the vault that are in the history of the of this franchise he he, this is the guy if was going to write the history it was him he knows the truth um and so it's just a it's a big loss and it's sad and it's more sad because he's 51 years old and he's got three wonderful daughters and a great wife and they now have to proceed with their life without this incredible light of energy in their house so um anyway uh, here here's what Quinn had to say I thought it was great I I just want to leave the show on 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 that and uh, a thought to the Burrell family and um yeah
1: well, you know I think first of all, our condolences go out to to Doug's family um, you know he was someone that you mentioned a couple couple things to try to describe his job um, as far as a title goes i don't I don't know that that there's a title that that fits him because um, what he did for all of us, I know for myself personally as well was was so significant and it covered so many things Um, as far as a a friend, certainly a talented Our organization, but he was someone that just touched everybody and did so for a long, long period of time. Um, He's probably the best person that I've ever known. And and that's someone that, that, you know, I think you aspire to be more like Um, a great listener And he was a healer, you know, he he healed people in in many ways. He did it with his hands. Um, he did it in conversation. He did it with his emotional support and uh, there's no way to overstate how much we'll miss.